Blog Talk Radio. Right now we have so many modalities of communication where it might be feel like we are over-communicating yet at the same time the quality of communication in my humble opinion has diminished. There's more and more digital communication and less and less tactile communication. So with that being said, before we completely dive in, we're going to connect to a song that you'll recognize this tune. It's called Text Messages by Raym Duvon. And just connect as you're listening to this redemption song, how you communicate on a daily basis, how much time is spent in front of a computer, on electric mail, text messaging, how much time is spent in front of physical beings and within your immediate and extended family, how are you communicating with them? And especially if you have children, is the time spent talking and communing or is it spent uh, in front of devices? So with that being said, just take a deep breath, relax, and just connect to this music, the harmonics, and recapitulate where you are at within your reality. Just a part of it. We 
what I would recommend to improve your communication, to improve your awareness, your perception, your sensitivity, and your critical thinking is to start touching things, feeling them, seeing what they are like. Remember what kids do. They run and touch everything. And what do grown-ups say? They say, don't touch that. That's how we communicate with it. That's how we experience it. And as your receptors grow, you will have a much more attunement to what's going on in your environment. If you spend today when you go out and watch people engage mostly in their devices and not paying attention to the world around them, you might uh, chuckle from here to there. And then once you have that awareness of what's going on with people and their devices, and then start communicating with yourself and the physical space that's around you. See what's there. Notice the structures. Notice the architecture. Notice the earth under your feet. I had this wonderful experience with my friend Apple when we were in Singapore, and the hotel that he was staying at had uh, gravel or rock underneath, and he could feel it every time we drove up the driveway, the circular driveway, and it actually brought him back to a physical memory of where he grew up. And so that awareness to your physical space, so much so that he went out and touched it and wanted to know why they'd lose gravel at this hotel, and it brought him back to an experience. So sometimes we forget that, that these experiences will have this memory recall for us and also create a memory for us rather than just looking at images passing by or words that are passing by. Again, we've gotten away from books, turning the pages, feeling the book, feeling the density of it, and feeling all the energetics of all the words being there with us at once. When we're moving line by line, there's something different happening there because our physical being can't relate to the entire content. It would be an interesting study to see if we actually are retaining as much when we're absorbing things through a digital modality. So that's your simple first practice to reconnect with self and our tactile nature. Employ as much as possible of physical touch with self, with others, and with your environment and see what happens. Just play around with it. And from there, we're going to go into communication nonverbal and verbal and how we can connect with our emotions and take responsibility for our emotions. So with that being said, we are going to listen to a little Shimshai communion and I'm using utilizing the song communion as a way of how you want to commune with all things. So as you reflect on that concept, just Take this time to breathe, be with self, commune with your breath as you listen to Shimshai's song. It'll be about an eight-minute meditation. Just allow yourself to ease into all aspects, recapitulate a little further, and we'll dive back in when we return. I will not 
up these communions until the end of time. No, I will not interrupt these communions until the end of time. Oh, that my words were graven with an iron pen on the rock forever. And I know that my creator liveth, and he shall stand at the edge of time upon the earth and stars. I know my, my creator lives, and she shall stand at the edge of time upon the earth and stars. And the worms may destroy this body, yet shall I see just. For the worms may destroy this body, yet shall I see just. I know that my creator lives And he shall stand at the edge of time Upon the earth and the stars Yes, I know that my creator lives And she shall stand at the edge of time Upon the earth and the stars And with the outgoing of the I shall find
communion and as he takes us to the bigger picture and as we connect with the bigger picture of how we want to have communication with self, with others and the world around us this is an opportunity again these are just practices to employ whatever jumps out at you really recommend jumping in there so we talked a little bit about the importance of tactile touch as a communication modality is one of the most important ways for us to understand our surroundings. You can even play with that, close your eyes and start touching things and see what you learn. You definitely will not be able to perceive anything from a screen when your eyes are closed. So from there, let's go ahead and and explore taking responsibility for our emotions. Oftentimes, we tend to want to reach out to someone else and place responsibility on them for how we're feeling, whether it's joy, sadness, anger, frustration. And ultimately, we are the one that are experiencing the emotions. We're activated by a situation, and we can take responsibility for what is unfolding. What happens when we start to take responsibility for our emotions is that two things. One, we get to know ourselves better. We can really set with a situation, identify what's going on. If you're feeling a lot of heat and you're feeling anger, you can take responsibility for that anger and then ask yourself, what are you afraid of? What are you scared of? What is this activating? What is this connected to? And then you can articulate that to those around you so you don't lash out at them and create a bigger <laughs> problem because then you're involving them and your emotions when they maybe didn't even know that they were going to step into that situation. The same is if you're feeling joy and you might not feel comfortable expressing joy or you're not comfortable being the the childlike individual that you might suppress that and not share it and then in situations people might not know that you're completely enjoying yourself because you haven't taken responsibility one, to realize that you have the power to experience that, express it however you wish, and share it with others. 
in addition, what occurs when we do this with our emotions is then we get to deepen our relationship with one another. We have a greater level of intimacy and clarity. There are no guessing games. There's no stories when you're offset with other individuals and speculating about what is or what is not. So it's a fun practice. It's a great practice. If you can take the time to do it, you can employ it in your personal relationships, at work, with your family, with your partner, your spouse, whatever you might be inspired or wherever you might be inspired to dive in. So I want you to think about that. How are you feeling right in this moment? Are your actions aligned with how you're feeling? Have you been feeling anxious or stressed? And what comes out when you're in that mindset or feeling that emotional behavior it's this simple especially if you're feeling emotions that aren't comfortable is that you just share that you just say you know what and it means you're a little bit vulnerable but you just say hey I'm feeling nervous right now my heart hurts I can't explain it but I'm upset and I just need some space or I just want to share that with you and when I give voice to it it releases it So then the other person can understand, be compassionate, hold space, and they may have another vantage for you that might help release it rather than lashing out at that person and then complicating it because then you have what you were digesting and then you've created a new situation and the relationship then doesn't get deeper, it might pull apart. So think of it that way. It's an opportunity to really get to know self and others. And the other aspect of this is as you open up these levels of emotional responsibility is that your communication becomes much clearer and concise. You are able to state your needs, what you need in that moment, and then you can move on. It might be that you're overwhelmed by a situation by work and you might need to have less responsibilities and you might not have the courage to say that. But as soon as you say, you know what, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, I have too much on my plate, and I need to let go of a few things, people can understand that a lot better. And we don't have to be really proud or thinking that we have to keep up the facade that we have it all together. Then people can jump in and help out. So try it out a little bit. Try taking responsibility for the emotions, both unpleasant emotions and joyful emotions and then from there as you explore further you can see what doors open up with your communication what you might notice is that it will become more and more effortless just to say how you feel imagine a situation you're going out to lunch or dinner with a group of people you're really hungry your blood sugars dropped you're starting to get a little angry or spaced out, and others might perceive it as that you're moody, you're mad about something. They might have a whole story about it, but if you just identify and say, you know what, my blood sugar's dropped, my emotions are going to not a positive place, I need food immediately, then someone might be able to jump in and help out with that situation and take care of you. And then there's no other funny stories that people can make up about you after the situation is over. So what we're going to do right now is I want you to think about that. I want you to think about those moments where you haven't taken responsibility for your emotions and where you might have lashed out at others. We're going to listen to a little Chris Berry, King of Me, and I love this song because what it really means is how can we be the king or queen of ourselves? And one of the crucial steps is that we must take responsibility for our emotions and not push them off on anyone else, no matter what happens to us, no matter if it's traumatic or stressful or joyous, all those things, we are the ones that decide to feel that way, and it's a practice. That leads us to being fully present and whole within ourselves, feeling that love and mastering self, then you feel like you are the king of self or the queen of self, or the ta of self, which is (laughs) the unisex form that they use in China for male or female. So shall we take a deep breath, sit back, relax, enjoy Chris Berry, King of Me, and think about where you're ready to take ownership for some of those repeat emotional patterns, and we'll come back and dive a little bit further into communication. 
when you're caught in the clutches of what you grab. You will deny what yourself you stab. What you want takes your power away. Haunt up, then become the prey. Release now from my band. By the strength of my own hand. I am the king of me. Hear my destiny. I'm the gatekeeper.
creating an expression to mirror or extend their emotion that they're feeling. They don't really hide about it. As we get older, we get conditioned that we're not allowed to be angry. We're not allowed to be sad. We're not allowed to have grief or fear or be scared. And we hide it, and then we have a, a covert behaviors that mask it. So this will free up a lot when we take that responsibility and that practice. And the second part of this practice is how you can help others in this situation is by not talking about them. When you're in a situation you witness someone not speaking or not utilizing their voice, don't make up a story about them. Don't create a story. As soon as we start thinking up silly ideas about other people without asking them what's really going on, we are actually not helping them out at all and potentially creating blocks for them. We might be mirroring their fears. We might be creating obstacles through our thoughts and our words. So a simple act, a simple way to be kind to other people is keep your storytelling for your own stories, no one else's, especially if you don't know what you're speaking is truth or not. So from there, from the practice of taking responsibility of our emotions, the next thing I want to talk about to improve our communication is to learn and practice to speak from the heart, from kindness. And that means we temper our ego in the sense of that we don't overtly have to be right about a certain thing. We just share our experience. Oh, well, in my situation, this was my experience. And I would just love to share that with you. What do you think about that? That's a simple way that you can open up a dialogue. You don't put someone on the defense, and you don't have to act righteous or really egoic or really overly proud about something you're communicating. You can also use this tool of having your voice for those that don't have the confidence to say what they want to say and maybe have hidden or kept quiet. This also will help others really merge and play with you because you're able to share what you're feeling and how you're feeling. So practice. Practice at work, sharing your voice, and it's okay to have an opinion. It's okay to think a certain way about the world and have a dialogue. Some of the best dialogues can be can take place when we're open-hearted and, and share our point of view, share why you want to eat a certain way or why you love to go to a football game or why you love nature so much. These create interesting dialogues if we're open. If all of a sudden you shut someone down because you're not interested, that's going to limit the type of communication you can have and the experience you can have with them in that moment. So just be present. Be present with the situation, open up the heart, and figure out how you want to communicate and what you want to say. When we take that pause and really check in with our emotions, check in with how we're feeling, breathe, and then decide how we want to show up in a situation. It's a fun way to learn how to have your voice, how you want to show up, what you want to present, and then you engage. So simply put, start to have a voice. Start to share your inspirations, your passions for life, rather than gossiping, rather than diverting the conversation so you don't have to come clean with your feelings. It's okay if you feel a certain way about someone. It's important that you share authentically how you are there, and then you can open up that relationship in a different way. If you're not honest with those feelings, then the relationship is not integral because two people, three people, all might be there for different reasons. Now, we can take this out of a one-on-one relationship, but we can do this even in a family situation with mother and daughter. We can look at how we're communicating and open up our heart to allow us to speak transparently with our children and be honest and truthful with them the same way that when we model this to our kids it'll encourage them to do this with a relationship with us and in the future outside of family or intimate relationships this honest communication can really help in business it can help in just immediate connecting with people because the more you're upfront with who you are and what you are there's no hidden agendas because you're pretty much being you. If you're in a situation where people might attempt to 
work things a certain way, you'll start to notice. You'll, and then you might notice how you're contributing to the situation. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to play around with a little fun, here to hear the song Ego. I've played this on other episodes. It's just to connect you with your ego and why it's there and how we can shift our voice from having to be right about something and maybe just sharing about ourselves. It's, it's, I think, exciting when people share their passions and what they're excited about and what they want to do in life more so than when they want to complain about other people or they want to make up stories about other people or they want to say harmful things that might hurt yourself or others. So as you listen to Hear to Hear Ego, bring on your sense of humor. Think about how silly you might be sometime. And then we'll dive back in. To them happy days, I'm so amazed. Where did we go? We decided to grow. Blossoming into this brain that's insane when it thinks on us all and absolute is the range. You got a problem with your ego? You got a problem with your mind? You got a problem with a problem? What? You want to solve them all the time?
And that's a beautiful key phrase, who's got a problem? So that's our check-in point with this practice. When we connect with all of a sudden that there's a problem with something going on around us, that we might want to check in on what's going on around for us, what we're doing, and how we're contributing to the situation. As I have reminded myself from time to time, when you're in a quote-unquote room that you don't want to be in, you don't need to go in there and start uh, putting everyone down if they're participating in something they love. You can leave the area and go and connect with a place where you can communicate in harmony. So the practice here is just to connect with how you want to show up, what you want to share, and if you can shift the focus from complaining about other people, from gossiping about other people, and share your voice, speak your truth. Sometimes it might be hard. You might be in one of those rooms you don't want to be in, a.k.a. sometimes it's holiday family settings. Maybe it's an old group of friends that you have shifted a lot or changed a lot, and you have to show up and just be bold but humble in sharing who you are and where you've come to be in this moment. We're evolving. We're constantly evolving from one thing to the next, and that's okay, and it's all right to share that with others. We don't need to be ashamed. We don't need to be shy. We don't need to be bashful. It's who we are, and that's a beautiful thing. And the more you can do it with a kind heart, the further it will go, and the more people will hear your wisdom that you have to share. So we've gone over a couple of practices. One is to practice tactile communication, connect with the aspect of touch for self and with others and with your ecosystem around you that you're living in, the earth, your physical home, your workspace. Really connect with feeling it and feeling what feels good. Maybe there's things that don't belong there anymore. By touching it, by engaging with it, you're going to understand a lot more as to what is going on. Beautiful way to practice communication. Number two, practice taking responsibility for your emotions and then state what your needs are. Play around with it in all types of relationship and see what happens. You can just set it out as an intention for the day and practice it. And then third, connect with your voice. Speak your truth. Be honest. Be integral. And show up with that kindness, just like I shared. Kindness goes a long way with those words. Free yourself from the ego. Free yourself from having to be too righteous and see if you can find creative ways to express what you want to share and can there be some depth to it. And that's a lot of fun because you'll get into some really beautiful conversations when you're really willing to share from that heart place and listen from the heart place as i've talked about in other episodes about receiving and giving receive and give the same concept goes with communication receive by listen and then give your voice if you jump into a space and just give your voice people may not be ready to listen you haven't assessed the situation and you're assuming that everyone wants to hear what you have to say so listen first and then give Okay, practice it and see what happens. Now, what we're going to do is to finish out this segment, we're going to listen to two other songs and end on one practice that's my favorite way to communicate, and that's laughing, bringing in levity into your life, into situations. Crack up at yourself. Don't laugh at others, but laugh with them. When we bond on this level of joy and levity, it, one, creates these beautiful memories, and two, it feels really good to laugh and play and be in that fun, light space. So I'm going to leave it with that simplistic idea, laughing. (laughs) Sort of follow up one more time, practice tactile communication, taking responsibility for your emotions, then stating what you need. Give voice to who you are in a kind, humble manner. Then practice when you're in a group situation or one-on-one situation, listening first, then giving voice to your truth. And finally, laugh 
enjoy yourself, get to know yourself, have a level of sense of humor about self and situations that you might find yourself in. Practice it. If you're inspired, share what you discover. Send me an email either to SuzanneToro at gmail.com or s at SuzanneToro.com. We're going to sign out with two songs. One is Laughing by Nathaniel Rateliff, and then we're going to sign out with Budding Trees by Nako Medicine People. And what the second song is about is about the value of meditation. So to bring in communication that's clear and concise, the final aspect that I'll bring in (laughs) after laughing is silence. Silence will improve your quality of communication. It will make you more discerning on how you want to show up in a relationship, even if you take five minutes. Plus, as you'll hear in his song, it's a great benefit to your physical dwelling. Until next time, this is she signing out with a deep bow, a soft gaze, a full heart, and a namaste. You're looking thin anyways And you stare right through me You're surprised to be Leg to leg Is there a place we could run And you could hide with me And take our time doing Nothing at all We got Thompson Road, time is down, and this tiny crown will be our shield for hope and love.
four, actually. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so I kind of want to tell the story of this song. <laughs> it started off as a dream or a walk we went in the woods. In the moon of the budding trees, I was gifted new eyes to see. All of this shifting shape and ways you can be Wake the dreams into reality Wake the dreams into reality Sunset diamonds trickle down our cheeks The language of no words is how we speak Part your mama spinning firelight and Little bear singing by the fireside Out of the city we threw in on our necks Check that dust whistling up on your neck Moonlit diamonds sparkle in my mouth Feels like hunger and it tastes like salt Feels like hunger and it tastes like salt so tap me out and tap me into you Heal my brain and my body too Balance my chemistry, hydrate these cells Cause the body talks and meditation helps The body talks and meditation helps Donning 
Adventure Sparkle Get Some Rest. Dawning Adventure Sparkle Get Some Rest. So tap me out and dab me into you. Heal my brain and my body too. Balance my chemistry. Hydrate these cells cause the body talks and meditation helps. The body talks and meditation Like it went from like dream world to drawing to writing to life to music. Dun, da, da, da.